0: Welcome to the Confluence Investment Management Asset Allocation Weekly Report dated August 20th, 2021. I'm Phil Adler. The pandemic has changed the composition of the U.S. labor force, and at least one of those changes appears to be long-lasting, perhaps permanent. And that is, older Americans have dropped out of the workforce, and they're not returning, at least not yet. Confluence Investment Management Chief Market Strategist Bill O'Grady joins us today to discuss the ramifications for the U.S. economy and for investors. First of all, Bill, what do the numbers tell us? What percentage of the U.S. workforce was made up of older workers before the pandemic, and how has that changed?
1: Well, the plus 65 labor force peaked in February at 6.8 percent of the total labor force. It's now down to 6.4 percent. This ratio reached its nadir in August of 1985 at 2.4%. Since 1999, the growth of the plus-65 cohort relative to the rest of the labor force has averaged about 3.9% per year. Now, over that same time frame, the entire under-65-year-old element of the labor force has only grown by a half percent. So older workers have been a key part of the labor force.
0: And when you talk about these U.S. workforce statistics, are you including part-time or consulting jobs that workers might perform at home?
1: Well, I am to the extent that the surveys catch them. In theory, a good representative sample should capture these workers, but there's always the potential for undercounting.
0: Well, certainly the pandemic appears to be the major reason older U.S. workers are staying away. How about, though, uh, broader demographic reasons? Could the aging of the U.S. population play somewhat of a role as the the workforce skews older, a greater proportion of workers retires for more normal reasons?
1: Well, we we do expect that as workers reach a certain age, they are, are more likely to enter what we would consider traditional retirement. But the baby boomers have had a number of factors that have conspired to keep them in the workforce. The highly trained older worker remains valuable to her firm, and companies have taken steps to retain them, including part-time employment, flexible schedules, project work, etc., These workers tend to be healthier and thus can, if they choose, stay working in some capacity for a long time. The less trained older workers have often found themselves lacking enough assets to comfortably retire and thus have stayed working. Still, as the cohort ages, it's reasonable to assume that they would slowly exit the workforce. The pandemic appears to have accelerated that process.
0: Bill, are there any signs at all that older workers once vaccinated might return to the full-time workforce? Well, not so
1: far. Uh, we're watching to see if that happens, but there is no evidence of it yet.
0: Let's discuss some of the long-range impacts. First, wages. What's happening to wages as these older workers retire?
1: Well, at first glance, we expected that it would force overall wages lower. Now, that's not individual wages. That's wages as paid for the entirety of the economy. Older workers usually benefit from seniority and get paid more, and, uh, although some of the seniority impact was probably offset by part-time employment and contracted work. But generally speaking, older workers just, just tend to make more. And as these workers leave, younger workers should begin to benefit. But it may take some time for the individual wages to rise for the overall impact to be felt. So far, the wage data is elevated but it appears that's mostly due to lower-wage workers who are usually in customer-facing jobs or in jobs where social distancing is difficult simply stopped working. In a nutshell, it's a bit too early to tell, but we suspect that the withdrawal of older workers will lift the individual wages of younger workers. At the macro level, the exit of older workers leads to a smaller labor force and over time should lift the overall wages.
0: I'm thinking this trend immediately might be beneficial to a corporation's bottom line. They pay less wages uh, overall right now. But on the other hand, companies are, are losing expertise, perhaps a measure of efficiency as older workers leave, and that could also affect profits. How are these seemingly opposing trends
1: playing out? Well, this is a difficult question to answer, and it likely depends on the company. There are some aspects of tasks or works that require quick adoption and reaction, and those characteristics tend to favor the young. For example, adapting to new software tends to be easier for younger workers because they don't have to unlearn earlier software. You can speak from this personally. I was an absolute whiz at Lotus 123. That didn't help at all in learning Excel. If your firm or industry requires adopting to rapid change, a younger workforce is probably a benefit. On the other hand, there are some other areas where experience helps. Living through product cycles or business cycles before can give a worker perspective. Of course, that depends on the worker. There are some workers that have 20 years on the job but may only reflect one year of experience 20 times. If one assumes that the supply of labor will fall as older workers exit, all else held equal, it will either contract margins or cause inflation.
0: Well, certain industries are likely to be impacted more. Which industries rely on older workers to a greater degree? Well, we took a look at that, and and the
1: industry at most risk is survey researchers who have 40% of their employees over the age of 65. Diagnostic physicians and farmers are around a third of the workforce. Hunting guides are about 31%. Truck drivers are just under 30%. Funeral home operators are around 20%. But the ones that really worry us the most are farming and truck driving, which tend to have much older workers.
0: Are these industries in a position of having to raise wages to attract enough workers to supply products and perform the tasks that are needed?
1: Well, farming and trucking really can. We suspect that with farming, uh, we'll continue to see farm consolidation. In other words, farmers will just get bigger. This has been a feature for some time, and the aging issue will exacerbate that. With trucking, firms are desperately trying to expand to non-traditional groups. To make trucking work for women, for example, cabs have to be reconfigured for smaller bodies and infrastructure will need to become more accommodating. But raising wages will be quite difficult because these firms have trouble passing those wage increases on in their
0: final product. Would you say some industries are at risk of failing simply because they can't attract workers?
1: Well, that isn't usually how industries fail. They usually fail due to changes in technology. Fewer workers mean that processes and procedures will change. Remember, we used to have workers that pump gas in our cars. I wouldn't be surprised to see restaurants use tablets for ordering to reduce the need for wait staff. Farms that require hand labor are now experimenting with
0: robots. Bill, as Americans retire, a rule of thumb in the investment world is that they traditionally turn to more risk-averse investments, which in the past have been bonds. Have the statistics actually borne this out in the past?
1: Well, the New York Fed did some work on this, and and what they found across age group, that idea just really is more of a myth. And over the past three decades, households have held an increasing level of stocks, likely reflecting falling interest rates. So to, to a great extent,
0: this idea is
1: actually an urban myth.
0: So, does the present trend toward retirement from the workforce by older workers have any implications for asset allocation strategy?
1: Well, we're likely to see two trends. First, there could be a trend toward income-generating equities. This is especially true if interest rates remain low. We could also see increased interest in inflation hedging strategies. We are currently using assets that offset the impact of inflation,
0: including bond laddering, precious metals, and commodities. Where does Confluence Investment Management recommend older Americans who are risk-averse invest assets?
1: Well, with us, of course, actually. This is where investment advisors earn their keep. To some extent, a good investment advisor is less of an asset allocator and more of a financial therapist. A good one helps a client understand their risk tolerance, and once that's established, determine the portfolio that offers them the best potential returns relative to how much risk they can tolerate. In a sense, we don't recommend anything to older Americans other than to find a good financial advisor.
0: Bill, as we close, I, I want to return to the initial premise that older Americans are leaving the workforce and this change appears to be permanent. I'm curious about how prepared Americans generally are for retirement. We see a lot of ads for financial firms outlining the size of the nest egg, advisable for a happy retirement. We see plenty of warnings concerning the sizable percentage of Americans who have not achieved these levels. Is it possible that older Americans will return to the workforce as the pandemic subsides once they realize they need more income to beef up dwindling reserves and also to address inflation? Well, it's possible and
1: we are watching closely for evidence of their return. The surge in the Delta variant may be keeping them in retirement and when it fades we may get a better picture. On the other hand, it's possible that those who left had difficult jobs and if they have adjusted to retirement they may not want to go back. Those older workers that remain could be in high-skilled positions that can allow them to work from home, and thus we may see a skew of higher-paid older workers remaining in the workforce and lesser-paid workers staying away.
0: Thank you, Bill. Our discussion today is based upon sources and data believed to be accurate and reliable. We wish to state that opinions and forward-looking statements expressed are subject to change without notice, and this information does not constitute a solicitation or an offer to buy or sell any security. Our engineer is Dane Stoll. I'm Phil Abbott.